it's all about your perspective. All right, what's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of Purpose, Passion, and Coffee. Um, super excited to get into this today. But before we do, know your purpose, pursue your passion, and most importantly, guys, just like a good cup of coffee, you have to enjoy the process. Super excited for this guest today. Um, it's kind of a cool story how we were able to connect, and I'll tell you that in a little bit. But I mean, this guy has gone from owning at, at the most of seven um, edible arrangement franchises um, to being in the insurance and sales and then working under Grant Cardone's team, like in person traveling with Grant Cardone. So it's crazy to think Grant Cardone is one of the biggest, you know, real estate gurus in probably the world. And uh, it's no small feature for, for this guy to be able to work with Grant Cardone. So super excited to pick his brain. But I want to welcome Chaz Wolf to the podcast. How are you doing today, brother? I'm doing well, man. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm excited to be here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Before we get into it, I mean, you guys might, you guys can't see it, but if you do check out Chaz Wolf, um, he has a great beard. I'm super jealous of his beard. So, <laughs> the beard, the beard, man. It's uh, you know, I've had a few people mention uh, that uh, it deserves its own Instagram page, but I haven't haven't made it that far yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It gives you more of a guru look. It looks good. So, um, are you a are you a coffee drinker? I forget if you are at all. You know, it's so funny that you say that. No, uh, I'm not. Uh, I, I I there's part 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 you know days or some days where I wish I was because I I wish I could you know uh, utilize the caffeine boost, but um, most days I'm, I'm good to go. I, yeah. I don't even like the smell of it. <laughs> really? Okay. Okay. So you're kind of like, uh, you're like my dad. He cannot stand coffee whatsoever, but man, I, I am like glad it's one or the other. It's like you either love it and have to have it every single day, like yeah. a drug or it's like, nah. Yeah. It's either no addiction or, um, addiction to the extreme, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, man. I want to know. So obviously got a, got a lot of young listeners, you know, um, on the podcast and really trying to just get their dream out or pursue this passion or this business, whatever it is. And I think you have so much credibility and I think you bring a lot of hope with all that you've accomplished. There's always an origin story of like where you come from. And I think sometimes when people are listening, they hear these big gurus and, and they're like, oh my goodness, like, is that even possible? Am I able to live that dream? Am I able to live that life? Like, I feel like maybe some of them were set up to success and and, you know, like we always hear the pinnacle of the mountaintop, right? We always right. think that we always, we only see this success, right? But we never see like the underlying, like underlying story of what yeah. it took to really become successful and all the hard work that you had to put into it. So, man, obviously we're going to get into all the amazing things you've done and kind of more into that, but I kind of want to allow you to give some time to kind of share to the audience that, man, anything is possible wherever you're at in life. Yeah. And that really is my story. Um, you know, as far as anything being possible, I, 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 even in my coaching business, I, I try to remind people that, that it's a journey. I loved how you said that, uh, that's, that's how you kind of represent the coffee in, in your, uh, in your kind of opening line there is that you have to be able to enjoy the journey and it can't just be about this arrival of success. First off, the arrival of success is never going to happen. Like you don't just arrive. Mm. success is as much the journey as it is uh, the the quote unquote ending, right? And so what we do in the journey, how we turn the struggles into the story or better yet into the victory, um, that is that is the biggest part of how you become successful and how you live successfully is how you see and how you do the journey itself. Um, I would not consider myself arrived or there. I'm, I'm still in the, in the hunt, right? Mm. And I don't know if I'll ever end the hunt. Um, I don't know if I want to end the hunt, you know, yeah. Gary V talked about that a lot where it's like, if I was done, then I would, I don't know what I would do. Like I, I enjoy the building process. I enjoy going after something, um, 
you know, that, that hasn't been achieved yet or something that's new or something that's different. And so I guess my encouragement is first off that, you know, yeah, yeah, it's going to be hard. Um, but life is hard. <laughs> like what I have learned is that the small decisions that I've made and the big decisions that I've made have required the same amount of work. Um, and so not to be afraid of that and just to lean into it. Right. Mm. Um, and I guess I would say my story starts off with, with me being raised by a single mom. Right. And so I'm sure some people listening can relate to that being um, either single mom or single dad family. And so what that meant for us was that things were limited. You know, um, I can remember uh, my mom working two and three jobs. She still currently works two and three jobs um, and has always worked uh, just her tail off. And so I, I learned hard work and work ethic and basically more than anything, like if I wanted something, it's going to have to go get it. You know, mm -hmm. I, nothing was going to just... <laughs> Pop down right on the table. Yeah. If I wanted it, I had to go kill it myself, you know? And so I think that, um, or my story specifically that can relate with the people that are listening is I wasn't supposed to be successful. You know, the, the stats or the statistics, you know, you don't look up a single mom stats, sons of single moms and realize that, oh, they're, they're uh, self-made multimillionaires. You know, it's like, yeah. no, that wasn't, <laughs> that yeah, wasn't in the thing, cards. Really. You know? mm -hmm. Yeah. It's not a thing. In fact, but what is a thing is I could have been incarcerated or I could have, I should have been in trouble in school. I should have maybe even been a dropout. Like um, there's, there's plenty of things that should have happened. And, and so I think that we all have those things that could write our story if we don't take a hold of our story ourselves. So um, I think that that's maybe where we'll end up today is, is how you, how you write your own story. Yeah. I love that. And I, I, and I love that you didn't allow your environment to give yourself an excuse to just be mediocre. Like you yeah. changed that environment. You were the, you took up the pen. You didn't let anyone write it. I guess we're talking about the analogy of writing your own story and yeah. you kind of started rewriting that. What did that look like? I mean, for you going into, you know, high school, you know, people are starting to think about college, maybe no college, maybe get a nine to five job. Like you see your mom working two or three jobs. Obviously you're like, I don't think I want to do that. Um, I don't want to end up like that. I want to create a life of uh, maybe to you, at least your own success, your own story. So what did that process? Because maybe someone's in high school or college phase and they're like, okay, I'm in high school, man, Chick-fil-A is open for nine to five. I've, I see TikTok videos now. There's all these, you know, Amazon shipping. I mean, what do I, like, where do I start jazz? And just kind of give me some input, like where you started when you were in high school. Yeah. Yeah. Well, first off, <clears throat> I don't know if I looked at my mom's situation as ever something that I didn't want. Um, I don't know if I was even that smart, you know, to actually recognize that maybe it was something that I didn't want. I just knew that she gave an example of hard work and I was going to have to work hard for whatever it is that I wanted, whether it was that or something different. I just knew that hard work was going to be part of the recipe. And so I just wasn't afraid of that. And so that's, that's where it started. I mean, I literally uh, started working construction before high school. I started working construction when I was 12, 13, 14, and 15 in the summertime, mm -hmm. you know, under the table, completely illegal. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but I did it because I, at 12, 13, and 14, realized that my mom could do what, was, what I needed, right? Like she provided what I needed. But there was all kinds of things as kids um, that, that we want, that, we, that aren't needed, right? Like I can remember wanting Tommy Hilfiger jeans. Like that's when Tommy Hilfiger came out for the first time. Like, you know, I'm kind of dating myself here a little bit, but you know, or, or, um, I don't know if it was before or after, but I wanted these Jinko jeans. Remember Jinko? Yeah. Or was that oh, before yeah. your time? Yeah. No, I remember them. <laughs> these huge Jinko jeans. Right. And I just wanted this. I mean, I, we, we walked by them at Dillard's and I'd be like, man, I just, and they were 50 bucks. Like, but back then 50 bucks was like, 
a whole, a whole, a whole nother world, oh, yeah. you know, for, for, for where we came from, you know? And so, um, I think, uh, I don't know if my mom ended up getting the first pair of jeans after a first couple, you know, after, you know, after a couple of years of asking for them, or maybe I did, I can't remember, but the point is, is that I'm, I'm, I'm working construction. I'm working concrete. I'm, I'm, I'm literally cleaning construction sites. I'm, I'm sweeping, I'm, I'm laying concrete, I'm laying forms. I'm, you know, taking big old sledgehammers and, and hammering in stakes. Um, you know, I'm, I look, here's, here's what it was. I'm, I'm a teenager. And I wanted a tan in the summertime. Who doesn't want to go to the pool and get a tan? So that way, when you come back to school, you're tan, right? Yeah, you look great. <laughs> you look great. And But guess what? I didn't have that luxury of going to the pool. I couldn't, first off, couldn't afford it. Number two, if I was at the pool, then that means I couldn't be working. I couldn't be making money. And so I just tried to get the you know best of both worlds. And I just took my shirt off. Here, I'm this skinny little you know, 13, 14 year old trying to get a tan while, you know, hammering in uh, freaking concrete stakes. Um, that is, that is hilarious, Chaz. I love it. You got to make some sacrifices for that tan. <laughs> exactly. You know, I was after the money and I was after the tan, man. So, so when I came go. back to school, um, I was tan just like everybody else. But um, unfortunately the difference was, is I, I didn't get to sit by the pool. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I ever really counted that. Like I, I, I didn't, I don't know if I looked at that as like a loss. You know, um, just like I didn't look at not having a dad growing up as a loss. I, was it a loss? I mean, sure. Yeah. Like there are things that I didn't get to experience. Were there things that I had to do and, and decisions that I had to make as kind of like the man of the house at a, as, a, as a young boy? Yeah. Should I have had to do those things? No. But I never looked at it as like a loss or like you said, maybe as an excuse. And so yeah. I just got an opportunity. Well, this is, this is, the, this is the way that it is. And I want to make money. So I'm going to go work construction. And that turned into, you know, my first legal job of working at Sonic. There we <laughs> Sonic go. Sonic drive-in, man. I was a cook. And uh, bro, I hated it. I hated it. Um, not that I did, hated working. Here's what I hated is that literally I didn't have enough money to eat. Right. Hmm. So the only thing free at Sonic is drinks, which included ice cream. And so instead because i was i was rushing right i'm here i am 16 years old i'm going from school to basketball practice to to uh to work and i'm working late just to make basically just enough money to make my way back to school practice and then work like literally my checks went to gas wow and um and so the food that i ate oftentimes because i was always rushing was ice cream at sonic at my that was my dinner i would i would bring this huge like 42 ounce <laughs> cup right? Like, well, something kind of like this. Yeah, know? that's huge. And, and I would fill it up with ice cream and I'd put chocolate in it and I would sit there and I would take my break. Um, and I would eat my dinner because wow. I didn't have like, we could buy, we could buy the food half off, but Sonic is expensive, bro. I couldn't, I couldn't afford that. Yeah. Back then that, that's, bucks. that's the secret to success right there is a Chaz Wolf diet right there. Ice cream, <laughs> <laughs> Sonic ice cream. ice cream for dinner, man. Seriously. And, and it wasn't like every day, but it was a lot of days. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. A lot of days. And I was willing to do that because, um, well, first off, I didn't really have any other options. I guess I could have maybe pre-made something at the house, maybe, but it would have been, you know, probably not something much better, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, and so anyway, that turned into me working at Foot Locker. Um, I worked full-time at that, at that point. So I'm in high school, you know, junior, senior in high school, working full-time, um, 40, 50 hours a week. I had, you know, manager keys. I was, I was really trying to just hustle. That's all I was trying to do. I, in fact, I, I stopped playing basketball my senior year because I was like, look, man, I'm not going to the NBA. I'm not going mm -hmm. to, you know, even D one, probably, even if I went D one, I'm not going to the NBA. I, I want to make money. I want to, I want to, I want to start 
you know, grinded and being successful. Yeah. And, Real quick, uh, so Chaz, I, I want to yeah. kind of pick your brain on that. Where does that yeah, mindset? Please, so like, where do you go from, you know, the middle ground of, okay, I might have a dream of wanting to play basketball, but going yeah. back to maybe self-awareness, because maybe there's some kids in high school, they could be like some big entrepreneurs and crazy investors and world changers in that realm, but basketball yeah. might be maybe less off the table for them. Really? Yeah. Where was that mindset? Like what's an awakening, um, like a practical tip for them to kind of understand where to go from there? Yeah. So, I mean, I guess they're, they're, you're breaking down uh, a dream versus what it is that you can actually go do. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I'm a firm believer that you can literally go do whatever you want. Right. So if you, if, if, if a child or a, a young man or a young girl is listening to this right now and they want to play in the NBA or the WNBA, okay, you can a hundred percent. The reality of that though, looks like day in and day out in the gym, shooting, lifting weights, perfecting and honing in and mastering the game. Like you, that's just what you have to do. Period. Mm -hmm. Most people listening, most people who play sports are never willing to do that, right? So when yeah. you listen to the stories of the Kobe Bryant's and the and the LeBron James, and even back in my time, the, the Michael Jordans, there was no there was no compromise, right? In order to play at that level, you have to commit everything. Um, and so I just realized that even though I loved the game, I'd been playing for many many years. I'd played AAU ball. We traveled all over. Um, I went to Australia. I played. I played on a USA team. I went to New Zealand for a week and, and trained, and we played in some tournaments over in Australia as a USA 15 and under team. I mean, there was like, you know, 18 and under, 17 and under, 15 and under the whole yeah. deal. But so you were, you were pretty good. You weren't, you weren't just a YMCA uh, basketball I was player. not you just were, a YMCA yeah, guy. Yeah, now, but, here, but here's what I realized is that even if I went D1, I probably wasn't even good enough to go D1. Like that's how, that's how crazy competitive it is, which is fine. Again, I just hadn't put in the work to go to that level, right? Yeah. And so I just realized that I was like, okay, is, is basketball my life or is basketball part of my life? Right. Mm. Have I learned things from the game that are going to help me be successful in other areas of my life? So I'm 17 at the time thinking, okay, well, um, I want to make money, right? Like the rest of my life is not probably going to be basketball. And even if it is, if I, if I make it basketball, because how many kids do that? How many kids drag it out, right? And 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 they, you know, even even kids that play in college. And then I, I was looking at guys like over at the Y or whatever, and and in basketball leagues that I was a part of in the summertime or whatever. And it's like you've got these guys that used to play D one, mm -hmm. and what do they do now? Well, they work in insurance or whatever. They got a regular job, and then they come over, and their life, quote unquote, was still the game. And I never wanted my life to be the game. Hmm. I wanted I wanted the game to be part of my life. You know? Yeah, that's good. So um, I just realized at seventeen that it wasn't going to make me money. So for me, super logical thinker, I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to do the thing that makes me money. Um, and so I just started working full time. Yeah. I even, I even, I even operated my schedule around, even in high school, I moved things around. I took classes early. I took like a zero hour strength training, both in my, my sophomore and my junior year so that I could squeeze in extra classes during the day. So that way, by the time my senior year came, I only had like three classes left. Wow. Wow. And, um, so Hopefully that answers your question about kind of where, like what, what high school looked like for me. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, no. I was, I was pointed, but I didn't know what I, I didn't even know if I wanted to go to college. I had no idea. I had no idea. I just yeah. knew I wanted to be successful. Yeah. I, I want to get into that too. Cause I know, I know your story a little bit, but what, what, what uh, really interests me, um, Chaz is 
instead of looking at like the things that maybe you, I guess you'd call bad luck that's happening to your life. You didn't really look at it like that. You looked at it as an opportunity to grow. You changed this perspective of yours. And I think what's not taught a lot. And I think you'll agree with me is like, we, we think too much of the external things to motivate us and to, to be better. But I yeah. think coming from a young age, from, you know, being a, having to be, you know, the man of the house at a young age, having to work, you know, to be construction. And then also to get that tan, you had to make those sacrifices, right? Uh, yeah. You had to work around your schedule to, to, to work for Sonic and then have basketball and you moved your classes earlier. People aren't willing to make those decisions um, to leave like this long-term, you know, goal and, and dreams that you have. Um, in like the temporary moment. And that just really is resonates with me because I really do. I really think it does come down to the mindset. I think anything in life when, when trying to apply anything, like it's not about cars, you know, we talk about, it's not about fame. It's not about, you know, how much yeah. money you can take in really. It's like the foundation, the core. Cause like, if you can really hone in that mindset and that perspective, you'll, you'll push through anything, you know, you, that's, 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 that's the basis you're con construction. So you can make the house all super nice and a million dollars on the outside, but if you don't build a good structure on the inside from the ground up, it's going to collapse. And all yeah. those things on the outside could care. It, it won't matter anymore. So yeah. I really love that. It's a good takeaway. I was kind of listening to like that high school mindset, like really focusing on that. Chaz definitely did that, but this really gets the fun part. So like odds are definitely not in your favor, right? Of like being the successful guy, but you right. totally change this around. So talk about, like this next step, you know, making that decision, you want to make money. Now you're going to maybe go to college, not go to college. What job is next? People definitely back then definitely saying, Hey, you have to get a college degree. Like that is the only way to be yeah. successful. Let's, let's get into that. Yeah, man. So, um, so again, didn't know my dad growing up. Right. So every, I think every young guy wants to be like his dad, maybe whether he admits that or not. Um, and so for me, my father figure was my youth minister. And so, um, you know, I think that that's when I look back now, that's what I was doing. I was wanting to be like my quote unquote dad, you know? And so that's what I ended up deciding to do was go to uh, uh, a Christian school, become a youth minister. Um, I remember talking to my wife now, we were dating in high school and we just got to know each other. And she was like, so what are you going to do, you know, when you graduate? Cause I, we met in my senior year, her, her junior year. And I said that I was going to you know, go to Ozark Christian College in Joplin, Missouri, and and uh, and uh, you know, become a youth minister and 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 do the thing, right? And she was like, "Interesting, okay." Like, have you always wanted to do that? Like, you could tell in her own. She had only known me for a short period of time, and she's like, "Are you sure that's what you want to do? Like, are you sure?" And and I mean, it wasn't that she wasn't uh, you know a Christian or didn't want me to spend my life in the ministry, anything like that. Um, I think that she would have been fine with that. Um, mm -hmm. She just already knew that the uh, the things that were inside of me, the talents or the the desires inside of me didn't match up with specifically that. There's nothing wrong with that. It yeah. just didn't, it just didn't line up. And so anyway, I ended up deciding to do that. Right. So I, I, uh, left, left high school, graduated. Um, and, and you have to realize that I was the guy in high school that, I mean, I just, I just didn't want to be in class. I didn't, I just, I, I just, I, I didn't see the point. I, I was just trying to like, just, just get the class over with and be done with. I slept through a lot of classes. I mean, I'm sure some kids can relate to that. Like, yeah, I don't necessarily yeah. recommend that, but um, man, like that's who I was. I was not this, you know, picture perfect student. You know um, I was somebody who just wanted to be free, like be, get, get out. Like, let me, let me, let me do my thing, you know? And I didn't know what that looked like. I didn't use that language. I didn't know that I wanted to be an entrepreneur. Like, 
Although at the same time, right? Like while I'm doing construction and while I'm working at Foot Locker, I'm mowing, I'm mowing yards and I'm trying to, you know, make money on the side. And I'm just, I was just, I was just a hustler. That's all it really came down to. I would even describe my game uh, in basketball as that. Like I, I was, and I was an okay shooter. I was an okay footwork guy. I was an okay post guy. I was an okay wing guy, but I just hustled. Like I, I didn't know what else to do besides yeah. work, yeah. you know? And so yeah. I figured, you know what? I don't have anything going for me except for, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to work. I'm going to, I'm going to put in the work. And so, um, anyway, ended up going to Ozark Christian college. They, they convinced me to, uh, to come onto the basketball team. When I got down there, I was shooting around with some guys and they're like, hey, you're going to play. Right. I'm like, I did not come here to play, you know, blah, blah, blah. Ended up playing. Um, but left that school in the middle of the semester, even, um, mm. to come back. My mom had been out of work for about nine months and, you know, I came across a verse in Second um, Timothy in the Bible that says, if you don't take care of your immediate family, that you're worse than an unbeliever. Mm. And here I am, I'm playing basketball, I'm going to school, like, Living life. it was all yeah. cool, all good. Yeah. But like, here's my mom, you know, hurting. And, and um, whether that was my responsibility or not, that's what I read. And that's what I took up as my duty. Mm. And so I laid down school, came back, started working. Um, that's kind of where my sales journey, I mean, even though I was selling shoes at Foot Locker, my real sales journey started at that point. I started in claims and uh, in insurance claims and then quickly moved to selling insurance and um, kind of started the, the work journey from there, if you will. Yeah, no, that's great. That's uh...